Good snap. Good haul. 46 yards. Yes, sir. Kiss that pig. This game, Brad, and this comeback deserved to have 100,000 people in this building. It's episode five of Outside the Huddle. I'm Andy, and once again, delighted to say I'm joined by James. James, how's it going? Hoi, Andy, who hearted? <laughs> oh, dear. And, of course, we've got Paul as well. Paul, how are you? Oh, good, thanks, Andy. How are you? I'm very good. Did you I enjoy that? You even answer me. <sighs> I, don't I, think, I, I don't think he knows what you said. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tell, I'd tell ask you were, Andy. How do you think I am, James? You look splendid, mate, so I'm sure you're fantastic. Dying on the inside. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've got loads, I think, to go through. So, I mean, what a week. What a week of fixtures. Let's uh, pile straight into it. Um, I don't think... I made notes there to say I don't think we had any shock results like we saw the week before in terms of kind of how we saw the games on paper, but there were some cracking games, some games that were a lot closer than I think we envisaged, um, and one that was just like downright bonkers. Um, start with last night, I think, just while it's, while it's fresh. What do you think about last night's game? Well, I mean, I woke up to it and I was a bad sort of very tired, double-check that I'd read that right, Um it was a bit of a shocker for me, especially considering how high I am on the Saints in general. I didn't think they looked that good against the Bucks, but I thought that's week one. Um, I'm going to try and claim that I got it right somehow, as always. Um, I did say that the the Saints would start poorly and kick into a new gear and end up flying through the season. I expected them to lose to the Bucks, but I got the wrong week. Um, the Raiders look good. I don't know about you guys, but I've been impressed with them from both weeks now on offense. But yeah, I'm surprised they managed to outscore that Saints team, even without Thomas. I know that's a big loss, but the other guys didn't seem to bring much to it. Kamara was their only weapon, from what I saw. Kamara in the red zone, <clears throat> he's literally deadly. I mean, if it weren't for him, I don't know really what's going on with the Saints, to be honest. But yeah, you're right. I, I mean, on the offense, I think the Raiders look the real deal. I mean, yeah. it's hard, wasn't it, against the Panthers? You're like, well, they're not great on defense. 30 points, yeah, 34 points, you know. But to do it against the Saints and the way they did it, yeah, I'm pretty impressed with them. They surprised me. I didn't have, I didn't really have them beating the Saints at all. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Saints. I don't know. I, I know my feelings about the Saints. I wasn't blown away against the Bucks at all. I said to you, it was more us shooting ourselves in the foot more than them. Um, but yeah, I didn't see that result. So fair play to the Raiders. They played well. Yeah, you said you kind of said there, Paul. Does it? I mean, does it change your outlook much on the Saints, or is it just a, a slip up? Do you think? I think it's a slip up. I think I didn't expect. Them. When was the last time the Saints got off to a flyer in a season? I can't really remember. They seem to time it quite well. Um, usually, when it comes to sort of week sixteen, week seventeen, they're pretty high in the power rankings. They're flying. They haven't lost a game in four or five weeks. Um, so yeah, I'm. I think I've seen a lot of overreaction on Twitter today. Um, they're still very high in my list. They're not where they were because, quite frankly, there's a three or four other teams that have started a lot better than them. But yeah, I wouldn't. I'd be. 
that you're a brave person if you're ruling them out just yet. Yeah, <clears throat> no, I agree with that. Um, they'll they'll turn it around. I, I have no doubt they'll be in the playoffs by the time the season's finished. But it's kind of they've got a tough game next week, and I'm not sure about Drew Brees at all. I don't know if it's just a couple of bad games, and obviously he's lost Michael Thomas, which is devastating. He looked a little bit better yesterday, but it's just showing signs that it could be the end. Um, but they, they've got other things around them, and yeah, that defense probably too good to just you know go. Zero and like zero and three, zero and four. I don't know. I'm I'm a bit in two minds about them, but I can see them turning around. They don't start well normally. It's not shocking. They go and get a big wing next week. Everyone changes their mind, don't they? Yeah. Um. They won't miss. They won't uh, mind seeing the back rather of Waller, will they? I mean, they just had no answer for him last night. That was. He was wide uh, open most of the time, wasn't he? Well, catches. Um. Yeah. He was just. He was just mowing people down. Really impressive. Um, yeah, yeah. The, I guess the good thing for them is that next week they're playing the Packers and Sternberg is not quite what a level. Um, so we'll talk about that further in the preview episode. But as as a reaction, yeah, they fall out of my top three, I'd say, in terms of power rankings, if we do that sort of thing. Um, I wouldn't have, but they're still fourth for me. I think they're a great team. Thomas is a huge loss. I don't think people really, because he's a wide receiver, you sort of think you've got three or four others. It shouldn't be a problem, but the, they run through, they run their entire offense through him, especially yeah. when it comes to chasing games. When you've got a two-minute drill or something like that, 80% of targets go to him. So I think it was a, evident last night when they were losing that there was something missing. Um, I think it's just a matter of time until he comes back and they'll be fine again. Yeah, we shall see. Um, we'll go on to to that crazy game, uh, Atlanta Cowboys. Um, and we did say it would be high scoring, but that was just another level. Um, quick look back over over the numbers. Falcons put a twenty points in quarter one, uh, twenty nine ten at half time. Dallas came back fourteen unanswered points in the third. And kind of went back and forth uh, the final quarter. I mean, so much offensive talent on on display there. It's crazy numbers, but um, I don't know. Did it, it kind of felt like at one point that you could sense that momentum shift? And I've seen games against the Vikings like that where you can just see we're going to lose this. Somehow we're going to lose it, um, and everything just went that way, didn't it, with the Cowboys? I mean, I was all over them at half time. I just, I just knew that it was a crazy game. You could tell that it was high scoring. And as much as I don't rate the Cowboys uh, on defense, I just certainly don't rate Atlanta. Um, they're just often nothing. It's it, the only time they stopped them from scoring was when they dropped the ball, from what I can remember. Um, it, w- it wasn't a case of them making stops necessarily. So it was a matter of time before the Cowboys just clicked. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I don't think I'd be taking much happiness out of the game the next day if I was a Cowboys fan. It just shows that you're not going to go far. You can win that game because the other defence is slightly worse than yours, but it's not promising. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> That's the thing, isn't it? The Cowboys are what? One one moment away from being questioned, you know. I mean, they'll be in the same boat as the Falcons. You know, Dan Quinn's now on got his bum burning, but I think it would be completely the other way around if it wasn't for they actually got that win. 
I know they came back in it, and you know that's the Falcons' defense. I mean, I mean the Cowboys. To be fair, I mean some of those plays, there was just like twenty yards between them in the end zone. I was like, what the hell? Um, but yeah, I, if I was a Cowboys fan, I'd be thinking, great, we're back to one and one. I'm not, you know, I wouldn't be in love of what I'm seeing though, because the offense obviously is still threatening, it's dangerous. But it was a, very late in the game, but they got going, yeah. and that that defense. I mean, wow. And then obviously, yeah, like you say, the Falcons' defense probably the second, well, probably the worst in the whole league based on that. Um, but and who it just happens to the Falcons again. I feel really sorry for their fans, but you could see it happening. You're right, the momentum, and I think just the fact for what's happened to them over the last few years, it was always going to happen. I mean, we kind of I was joking with my friends saying they're going to get this, they're going to actually get this off, off, off side kick here, and they're going to get a chance. And I generally didn't really believe it, but I sort of did. And it just happened. What was they doing? Like, they must know the rules. Like, just jump on the ball. <laughs> I know you don't want to muck it up, but to leave it to 10 yards and let a cowboy just hang over it the whole time, what the hell? So, yeah, um, not a good day for the Falcons. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they react to that, uh, how damaging that can be, I suppose. Um, and, yeah, cowboys, they need to put a much more convincing display in, don't they? Um uh, well, you say that, but um, they do really. But when you look at the division, do they? It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. <laughs> I, I, I look at it, and I, I was just saying, like less than a minute ago, you're a Cowboys fan. You're looking at that game, and you're thinking this isn't good. Um, but the only thing I'd be thinking is this isn't good once we get in the playoffs. This is absolutely fine getting there because playing like that and scoring that many points, yes, you can see you'll win seven, eight games a season because teams won't be able to put up that many points. Um, and that is going to be enough, because I can't see us or the Eagles or Washington getting six wins. I, don't, I think it's going to be easy for the Cowboys to win this division. Whether or not they can take it any further than that, I don't think so. And I think that's, that's the issue. But getting to the playoffs, I, is it that unplausible that they win, they win seven games and they are clear in the division because nice. I, I can't see us winning a, a game for probably at least another three weeks um, Washington I don't know who they've got but they're not going to be favourites in any game and Philadelphia look possibly the worst out of all of them so far so they look as bad as anyone right now yeah. so, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be too disheartened if I was a Cowboys fan you know what the best stat is, though? The best stat from that game. And I think I've, I've heard this on other podcasts as well, but 39 points and no turnovers, 440 times to zero, the team's won. And thanks to the Falcons, it's now 440 to one because yeah. they've achieved that again. It's just a crazy, crazy stat and a crazy thing to do. What a game at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. Played to them. yeah they didn't yeah. give up today. Yeah. So. What a game. It was... Obviously, it's the Cowboys, so I'd rather it's someone else. But I was pleased. I mean, I was, I was, I wasn't even disappointed when it happened. Um, a because we're not competing for the playoffs anyway, so there's slightly easier to take. But yeah, you just can't script it, can you? You can't no, script no, that. That's brilliant. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, less incredible game. Go on to uh, Panthers at the books. Fairly, I don't know, we call it routine in the end, although it did look a little bit closer at one point, didn't it? Yeah. 
it shouldn't have done. It did. It was a typical Bucks performance, really. Mm. Um, defense played really well. Um, towards the end, they maybe gave up a little bit more than I'd like, but I, I think it was kind of one of those Panthers. Panthers, I was quite impressed with by the end of it, but they weren't great. Um, Brady, um, I don't know. Um, he he wasn't too bad. We had like eight drops apparently, um, which doesn't help, does it? And two of those were in the end zone. Um, one of them being Scott Miller, and after that. I think Scott Miller basically just got ignored by Brady. Same with Shady. He dropped one early on, and then he got a chance later on, and that was him out of it. Um, Ronald Jones uh, fumbled the ball. I don't think he touched the ball after that. So the moment you make a mistake in this team, you're gone. <laughs> is basically how I'm reading it. Um, but yeah, it, it was routine. It was 21 nothing. It, it was it was a good performance. He didn't feel that good though. Um, mm. It felt like the Panthers were going to just hang in there. Um, and it got a bit. My bum was definitely squeaking. Luckily, Leonard Fournette was there, but I wasn't. I wouldn't have been surprised if the Panthers somehow got out to overtime. We were just bottling it. We were just not doing anything. Not anything bad, but not anything good either. But yeah, it's a win. I kind of predicted that score, but I thought it'd be more impressive, and it really weren't. Is Fournette the guy now? Apparently not. If you listen to Bruce Arians, he says he's great to have in the third and fourth quarter, but I don't believe anything Bruce says. Um, <laughs> I think he is. Well, it's more of that there isn't anything else, really. <laughs> I think he looked, he managed to find a couple of gaps. They were tiny gaps, but once he finds them, he he's through. Um, and Ronald Jones just doesn't do it. So I'm hoping he's the guy now, and just let Ronald Jones be that, like you say, the like the B option really. Just like sort of mix it up a bit. But I do think Fournette is the guy. He should be the guy. Has Vaughn had any snaps yet? No, I don't even know if he had, he might have been on the special teams, but I don't even think he got on special teams. Fair they're really they're really not keen on him. I don't think. I think. He's taken a while to learn it all. It's fair enough. It's early days, but yeah, I think you're right. I haven't, I didn't watch the game, but I saw the two big plays from Fournette, and that's enough for me to be like, maybe he should, he should be given a chance to start the game. He even made a couple of good catches, and I just don't even know why we'd be con- contemplating anything else. So I'm hoping he's the guy going forward. I, I was impressed with the Panthers, though. They never gave up, and they, I mean, Bridgewater was solid. He was himself five, ten-yard passes, but... It was effective. And now, even when McCaffrey went off, I thought they was better. They got I can't even remember who the running back was, but he actually ran quite well. He caught well at the backfield. And they actually looked more threatening once McCaffrey weren't there because they didn't have to pass it to him. Mm. So I think they'll they'll be they'll win a few games this year. They're, 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 they're gonna get better, obviously. And yeah, they'll surprise a few people, but yeah, they weren't great. And the Bucks were okay. That was it really. Well, that's a, a key point. Nice little uh segue we can make cross here I've got a question for Paul um, McCaffrey went off and we saw some rushing from one of your favourite all time players Curtis <laughs> so stepped in and he did some of that work and he averaged six and a half yards per carry over his four carries so is that it now Is is it time for him to step into that role do you think it's got to be it's got to be that time I, I can't have three weeks in a row of disappointment um but yeah I mean when I wrote the first article that started this whole thing um one of the key points I made was he is going to be good for 15 20 rushing yards a game if he gets the opportunity and that means you just as a wide receiver you start the game with two extra points in a fantasy league where you're going to be a a flex option. I think it was sort of the, the swaying point from between him and other wide receivers of the same sort of level. Mm. Um, I think he might see quite a lot of the ball 
next week. I don't know how much they trust their backup, but there is rumours going around that Curtis Samuel is the backup starting running back, which would do me very nicely. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I Are you making these rumours up? Yeah, 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 I've got three four counts tweeting stuff out. Um, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how how you how you get the wins. If it takes McCaffrey getting injured, I'll, I'm all over it. Um, what well, it's make or it's make or break for him now. I think for the Panthers, outside of me and fantasy, um, if he's going to stay with this team, he has to be productive in the next couple of weeks. Whether or not that's good for me in my dynasty leagues, I think he might be better off going somewhere else. I don't think he's being utilised well enough anyway. I could see him going to the Patriots, um, which would be so good for me. Um, but yeah. I'll, I could see him going to the XFL at this rate, mate. Listen, he's, he's, he, I know he hasn't performed well the last two weeks, but he hasn't had the opportunity to. He's, I think he's still got the talent. So now he's going to get the chance. He has to take it. Who have they got next week? Um I only got the Chargers, oh. mate. It's fine. I was just the Chargers. And they, they're <laughs> off at the moment anyway, don't they, on defence. So. <laughs> <laughs> One to keep an eye on. Yeah, will do. Um, choose which game would you like to do next? Let's do yours. Yay. Um, you, you gentlemen might as well go first and get it out of the way. I'll start, shall I? Cause yeah, I absolutely. You've got a lot to say. Um. Firstly, I understand why Andy went for the Vikings last week, but I couldn't comprehend why James did. Um, they looked so average against the Packers. Um, and it was the defensive side of things that really worried me because I didn't think... You know, you guys know that I don't like Kirk Cousins, um, so I never really rated you on that side. But you will run the ball well, and you still run the ball well. Cook's had a good start to the season. I don't know what his stat line is, but he's been fine. But the problem is you you can't get into games because you're putting you're conceding too many points early. Taylor, I I was so happy to see him do well, but he didn't seem to get out of his sort of comfort zone at all. He just mm-hmm. went through the motions and put up a hundred yards. And he is still a rookie running back at the end of the day. So that is not a good sign for the Vikings. But for me, the problem is that you're a run-first offence, you're a run-first team, that's sort of your speciality, I, I suppose. And you can't control you can't control the game when you're 14 points down, and it just doesn't work. You have to start well, you have to not concede points. So unless you can change that, you're relying on Kirk Cousins to throw the ball, and you're not going to win, quite simply. So you're Sorry, saying you don't like that? That you know, I don't feel too um, destroyed after that. It was all very measured. Thank you. I tried. It's an air of sympathy, which was appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> Go on then, James. Um, yeah. Um, good old Kurt. Eh? He's really let me down. He got me minus five points in my league. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Kurt. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's totally Kirk, but you're right. I mean, you're a run-first team. It's what you want to do. You can't give up points that like you were so easily because that takes the running game away, and then teams can adapt. And I think Kirk struggled, but the line's not been brilliant. You've had two safeties in the first two weeks. I mean, I don't even... Most teams only have one a year. <laughs> uh, that's, I mean, it's just not... It's None of it's really clicking, is it? Um, I, I don't know. I feel guilty for even going with the Vikings now, so I can only apologise, Paul. That's okay. I... 
I kind of believe, I'm not as a believer as Andy and Kirk, but I do think he's a solid quarterback. And I thought with them running the ball, I didn't think the Colts were that great last week and they played the Jags. So I was thinking, okay, it's one of those. You played the Packers. They're your, they always do you over anyway. You'll pick it up this, year, uh, this week. But I was totally miles off on that one. And I will not be going for the Vikings ever again. <laughs> <laughs> but just, yeah. I do hope you turn it around. But as the season goes, it won't be this bad. But I have... I've never seen the Vikings struggle this much before. I'd, I'd offer one sort of vein of hope in that the Packers are very good and the Colts are very good. I don't think them losing week one was the form that they're going to show this season. Uh, it was a fluke game. We spoke about it last week. They should have won that game very easily. So whilst it doesn't look good and you've not competed in at any point in any quarter of any game so far, um, was I being positive? You was <laughs> almost. I say I, I've gone back into negative, mate. Um, yeah, they're two good teams, so you're not as bad as the results and the performances suggest, but you're also not where you want to be. Mm-hmm. So you're not a you're not an zero and two team, but you want to be a two and zero team, and you're not that. I think you're sort of middle of the pack. So, I uh, yeah, I can understand why you're frustrated. But I mean, I, I watched the game back and we when you said we, sh- we needed to start quickly, we could and should have started quickly when you, uh, you watched the first drive, two long connections to Thielen, nice run by Cook, couldn't convert it, ended up being a field goal. Uh, they came back down the other end, we intercepted them, Made nothing of that turnover. Um, two chances there that we just didn't take, and you, you can't you can't waste those kind of opportunities. And the next time they came back at us, Taylor ran it ran it in for a touchdown. Um, and it, it it was a different kind of defeat to the. I don't know which one was more embarrassing. That's a nice choice to have. This, this um, one, I'm afraid, Andy. Probably, yeah, maybe. Um, and. Whereas last week Rogers just threw it all over us, wasn't the case this week. Um, Rivers didn't do a, a huge amount, and they just ran us into the ground. Four or five yard runs just all day. Um, like I say, Taylor, great game for him. Great stats he put up, but he probably won't have many easier games because he just it was just really bog standard stuff. They just kept us on the field, pushed us all the way back. Um, I mean, half of their points came from field goals in the end. They just did what they had to do, nothing special, and we offered even less. Um, Really bad. We're not extending plays and drives. Had a look at some of the stats for the... Last week we talked about time in possession. It was, I think, 20 minutes this week instead of 18. Massive stuff. Um, Average length of our drives is 1 minute 50 and we're covering sort of 30 yards. It's just not good enough. Um, I don't know. I don't, I'd still think, you know, it has to improve, but I also look at our next three games and wonder which of those teams I fancy us to beat. We've got the Titans next, um, and Derek Henry is due a game, and he probably won't come up against a worse defence in terms of defending the rush. Um, we've also got... Falcons and the Seahawks in the next three. 
Well, I found one for you right there. It's the Falcons. Um, <laughs> That'd be the one, the feel-good one. There you go. You, know, you probably won't beat the other two, but you're better than the Falcons. There's, well, there's no need to discuss it. I just we spoke about it five minutes. On the flip side to that, Paul, if we were going, talking about shootouts now for your love of Kurt, if this goes to a shootout, are they going to beat the Falcons? I don't think it goes to a shootout. Oh, I say that. I forgot. <laughs> Let me recap the last two weeks with the Vikings. Um, yeah, both are right. But I just don't think that Kirk's got to be good. That's the difference. I think that Kirk can be average as he is and put up points. He he needs to, someone, as a group, they need to do something about the receiving situation because he looks for Thielen every time, who's largely going to be doubled and... If he can't get there, if he can't get it to him, the play just breaks down. Um, nobody is doing anything. Jefferson, Johnson, uh, Smith, Rudolph—they're not getting a look in, and they need to do something very quickly. What's, what's, has Jefferson had many targets at all? Because I, I have quite high expectations for him, but I think he had three or four catches uh, against the Colts. Less than that against the Packers. Um, kind of started the season as wide receiver three on, on paper. Johnson seemed to do better than him in camp, but people have made their mind up on that pretty quick. Mm. Um, so, yeah, something needs to happen. Um, you know, or we just we just tank it and go and get Trevor, you know? It would certainly be cheaper. You've got competition with that, mate, I'm afraid. He's on the <laughs> podcast. Yeah, that's, again, we like, we like a little... Uh, Avenue into the next topic, so we'll go to Giants against the Bears. Should I start, or if would you like to start and get it over with? Sure, sure. Um, yeah, it was poor. <laughs> the first half was worse than I could have ever imagined us being. To be honest, it was just one thing I thought we had was a good offense in terms of we can throw the ball. You can't run the ball, but. Yeah, we just didn't have anything. The line was terrible again. Jones looked off of it, which is like not what we saw in week one, so it felt even worse. And this is an average Bears team at the end of the day. It, it, this isn't a good team, um, on offence anyway. So, to be, I think we're 17-0 down at half-time. It was, I remember thinking, I think I tweeted it, I said, like, the Giants have actually got worse than last season. And, <laughs> and to do that from being that bad is just an achievement in itself. But again, we offer something and it makes it seem like we're not the worst team in the league, despite over the last four years, we have been the worst team in the league by far, including the Browns who went 0-16 in one of those years. But there's always this glimpse in every game where we're like, oh, we're not that bad. Um, and it's and this week it was the defense in the second half. We completely shut them down. It it was it was great to see for, for a team that's offered nothing on that side of the ball. Bradbury is by far our best player uh, on defense. He looked great. So that that there is that sort of glimmer of hope. And at the end of the day, we're one far away from winning the game and being joint top in the division. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's that is how ridiculous it is and I get that it's the start of the season so it's always going to be like that but say that touchdown cut throw the tape comes off and we're one and one and we're sat in here well, I'm sat here I'd probably be saying you look at it Redskins sorry 
<laughs> Washington aren't going to win many more games. Eagles might not win one for the next four or five the way they're playing. And the Cowboys were an onside kick away from being 0-2 and we'd be joint top of the division with Washington. So we win against a, a banged-up 49ers next week. And I will probably be saying that still. I mean, we're top of the division on one and two. Um, so, I, yeah. Poor. The main thing I took from the whole game was Barkley out for the season. Yeah, It's just outside of the Giants. It's just terrible for him. It's sad because he's a generational talent. He's one of the best I've ever seen. And he already is threatening to not prove that because of the injuries he's already suffered and now out for another year your career as a, as a running back in the NFL isn't long so he, to be potentially two seasons out now pretty much it's very disappointing for him so yeah it was a bit of a bit of field to I'd say yeah um, the only question I, I wanted to ask you on the actual game itself the the play call at the end of the game how, how did that sit with you, you kind of had Potentially had two cracks at the end zone with 10 seconds to go. And he kind of threw that short pass five yard. Um, would, would you have thought they were going to go elsewhere with that? It's just the wrong choice. And, uh, again, the, if, if we make that play, we'd be saying it's a genius move. But we didn't. So he has to take responsibility for it. And we have to say that it was the wrong decision because you fancy yourself over two plays. You do. You've got two plays throwing at the end zone from not that far. You've you've got more chance than one throw. It, it, it's you're simplifying it by saying that, but yeah, I get that. I get what you're thinking. It's just the wrong choice, and it's almost a negative mindset straight away. You, you're almost saying we're not going to make it from that distance. We have to go closer, and that's not. I don't know if we're going to speak about the Chargers game, but it's the same situation with their fourth and one. It's like, it's more than just the play itself. It's the mindset you're putting out. You're saying, you're not getting this, so we have to go closer. Or you're not getting this, so we have to punt. It just doesn't work for me. The best it's, team in the league. It's not showing belief, isn't it? No, it's, the best teams in the league have always gone for it on fourth and one. Mm-hmm. And they've always gone for the play when they think they can get it. And yeah, they're probably better offences, so they've got more chance of getting it. But I do think it's also a mindset thing. The Chiefs, when they've got fourth and one, when was the last time they punted? <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It, so yeah, it was disappointing. We're not a good team, and we are own two, potentially going to be own five in a couple of weeks' time. Um, from what I've seen, I think we've got up to the Cowboys, and I don't make us favourites in any of the games coming up. So yeah, we could be sat here thinking, are we genuinely going to get that number one spot? Um, and if we are, so be it. I'd rather the number one than the number two. So yeah. Well, if it's going to be bad, you might as be the best yeah. being bad. And we are. We're pretty good at it. <laughs> it's just a case of you wait from February till September. For the yeah, season. of course. And it's two weeks in and I've already given up hope of anything. Um, so I'm thankful I've got other, other avenues to enjoy the sport. <laughs> That's the thing. It's not even like it's year four of this as well, isn't it? It's just, mm. I mean, I, I knew you weren't going to go do amazingly this year, but I generally thought, you know, a new coach. I just thought there was a few things on defense. You were just show improvement, and your offense is good. So I generally thought I could see you guys, you know, getting six, seven wins and doing all right. But uh, yeah, without Barkley now, it's not looking brilliant. No, it's not. 
But on the other side of the box, I haven't really watched much other than a few highlights. I know Mitch obviously did well first half while she was playing bad, but then the second half, well, it was just being Mitch. Um, <laughs> what about Montgomery? Because he looked like he had a fairly good game. But was that more of you guys, do you yeah. think? Yeah, probably. Probably more us, more us than them. Um, although week one, we shut down Connor. So the small yeah. size is contradictory at the moment. Which one's the the form that you should be following? I don't know. But yeah, Andy, don't go to the Giants again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making no uh, pivotal picks anymore. <laughs> Can't be trusted. Uh, but we have, like, as we were just discussing before we started recording, you have brought somebody in. So, you know, it could change everything and it could also change nothing. Yeah, yeah. So if anyone doesn't know, we've signed Freeman. I don't know the ins and outs. I've literally, that's all I know at the moment. I don't know the money or I think it's a one-year deal. So it's just a replacement for Barkley. But I was saying to the guys before we started recording, if I'm... Freeman, I don't. I'm not sure. I'm taking the Giants as my sort of landing spot for injury-prone running back positions. Um, we can't run the ball, and he's going to have to prove that he's worth a place on an NFL team next year. So unless he sees something that I don't, uh, I think it's a bit of a poison chalice landing. At the, sure, he'll get paid whatever whatever it is four million, five million. He's getting money, but. If you want to prolong that career, I think you want to. The way I see it is, it's better to have a, this myth that you can still run the ball, than to prove that you can't by coming to the Giants. Yes, you're on the field, but it's probably not going to be good. So I would. Yeah, I, t- I totally agree with that because I don't actually think the last two years Freeman's been that good. No. And then if he goes to the Giants, and like you say, it's not even on him. He might actually still be good, but with that line he's going to have very little chance to show it. It doesn't make sense from his point of view and a little bit on the Giants' point of view, unless you still believe. But, I, I mean, it's good in, in it's good in one hand, but you're not just giving up. Yeah. Because what's the point? It's too early to have that mindset of let's not bother replacing because we're going to lose these games. Even though deep down we might know it, I don't think NFL teams think that way. Although, I, I think fans see tanking as a much more sort of easier easier revenue to, like people go down that road on twitter a lot easier than an nfl team does i don't think until it's physically mathematically impossible to do any better that's when teams consider it um so yeah i, I do understand it from that point of view i just yeah it could be the final nail in freeman's coffin mm-hmm. if he doesn't perform at all this year with the free agencies coming out next year in the running back position and a good draft class it's going to be tough to find a good landing spot for him. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Um, any other games uh, that you wanted to touch on? Um, I guess the the last one I mentioned it a minute ago, the game that I enjoyed most this week actually was the Chiefs versus the Chargers. I don't know if you guys caught it, but... Yeah, absolutely. I didn't know that Hubbard was starting until I tuned in. Um I think he'd already scored a touchdown, rushing it. But I was really impressed with him. I liked what I saw. I thought he showed some character. Um, I really enjoyed the Chargers in general. Mm. Just felt like there was this sort of, let's bring it to them. This is the best team, supposedly, in the league. They're the reigning champions. Let's give it to them and see if they can handle it. And I think that takes a massive amount of confidence to go, 
we can compete if we push if we push this team. And Herbert sort of led that. Obviously, Bosa led that on defense, but he moved the chains well. The running game was good. There was one play which was just an absolute sort of mental lapse when he could have just rushed for ten yards and threw an interception. He just needs to go another two foot, didn't he? And it, 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 in the end, it cost them the game because they mm-hmm. were such a commander position. But more importantly for the Chargers, it, it, he looks good. He looks like he can play in the NFL. It looks like you might not need to see Tyra Taylor play again. <laughs> it certainly looks like he can uh, mix it up physically. Yeah, oh, he took some hits, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He gave some hits. <clears throat> yeah, that was very good. I mean, they, like you said, they had their chances to put that game you know, further out of reach for the Chiefs. Um, they, were, they, they were a really enjoyable team to watch, actually. Enjoyed that one. To be fair, the Chargers ended up being what I expected them to be this year. And making that change with Herbert made so much difference to the offence. The defence is missing just those couple of pieces, but they're still really good. Mm-hmm. And I, I expected them to push the Chiefs just like this, if not win it, uh, maybe nick a game off them. I expected this to happen, but I never believed it going into this game mm. because of Tyrod. So the fact that Herbert played and then played like he did, I was straight away, I was like, this is exactly the charges I expected this season. Whether that calms down a little bit now they've got footage of Herbert, it might be a bit different because obviously they didn't have a clue that he was going to play. But from what I saw, he was amazing. Like, yeah, he, he had it all. And he was just he was so calm. He had like an air of confidence as well, which watching um, Hard Knocks, I, I don't know, he lacked it. I, didn't, I wasn't blown away with his confidence, which is natural. He's a rookie. And obviously the camera on you straight away is not good, is it, in a in a strange season that we're having. But he completely blew me away. And I, I hope we don't see Tyrod. I mean, <laughs> if you if you listen to Lynn, apparently, if he's 100%, Lynn, you know, he's going to start over Herbert. But I think I'm hoping that's just him talking nonsense. And yeah, like someone said on Twitter, it's because Tyrod's in hospital. He's just trying to be nice to him. Yeah, I guess, yeah. You don't want to throw him under the bus just in case. But I think they might be trying to keep him to about 99% fitness. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. I think, to be fair, he's just trying to calm it down. Yeah. Oh, and you, don't, you don't want the hype to go too far because it doesn't help anyone. Nah. But there's that whole thing that you mentioned a minute ago about, oh, no one's got any tape on him. But it works both ways. And he's never played in the NFL. So it's not... There's this sort of... This, I think I see it on Twitter a lot. There's this concept that being a rookie is the easiest thing that can happen because no one's ever seen you play. It's that yeah, but you've never played. So it's not easy. It's You have to, certain players adapt while certain players don't. And at the end of the day, he looks like he can do it. He can mix it. He The physicality side of things is huge. He's not scared of it. Um, I think the best thing you said there, and that's a great point, but I think there's two ways you can go as a rookie. And I, I'm relating this to a friend who luckily doesn't listen to this podcast. He's pretty, he's a pretty fit person. Like I love him to pieces. He's, you know, he lacks a little bit somewhere. But because of that, when he's in those pressure situations, you could throw him in it. And he doesn't see it as a pressure situation. He just thinks, right, I'm good enough to play. I'm going to go and play. And there's a little bit about Herbert from watching Hard Knocks and watching that game where there was like no fear, where everyone else, even the most confident person would be thinking, oh my God, this is my first game. I'm not even supposed to be playing this. Herbert never showed that. He was like, oh, opportunity. I'm, I'm due to play. Let's go. And I just think you've got two ways of going. Some rookies overthink it like a lot of natural people would. And some just go, bang, here we go. And I think Herbert was that type of guy. And that is what was so refreshing, I think. Keeps it simple. Keeps it yeah. simple. I can't wait. He, I, he, I've got him in Dynasty. He was stashed on my taxi squad, but he might be coming out. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was, it was, was impressive. Um, 
not the most impressive quarterback performance. I think we just before we wrap up, um, we all need to talk about Josh. Um, well, Josh, Josh is, a, is a divisive character. I think, Paul, you've been a bit conflicted with him, haven't you? You've admitted. Yeah, I've, I've sort of stated my claim that he's not very good. And I seem to roll my eyes at myself every time he plays because <laughs> everything suggests to me that he's a bit clumsy and a bit nuts in terms of you. But it's exactly for that reason that he's good. Uh, my dad's a Bills fan I mentioned all the time so I do, I, I do watch him quite a lot and I cringe every now and again <laughs> um, I wince every time he sort of goes in and doesn't slide uh-huh. but he's got an absolute like juggernaut arm and it's he slings it and it's pretty accurate for the technique that it looks like it's going to go anywhere and there was still even in this week this impressive week where he did absolutely amazing one in the game there was one play when they were leading by three near the end and he's absolutely launched it down the field and gone nowhere near a receiver and almost been intercepted and it's like that is why I say it that is why I don't trust this guy to be a, a, a Super Bowl winning quarterback mm-hmm. but I, I, I love watching him play and he's possibly my favourite neutral player to watch because something's always happening Um but yeah, if I was my dad, I'd be having an early heart attack if I was him just watching these games because the risks he take probably aren't necessary most of the time. But for the same reason, he's a great fantasy quarterback. He and, and he's they're two and zero, and yes, they've played two average teams, but they've they've done what they needed to do. So I think people are starting to really consider them for the Super Bowl now. Yeah, I feel like I'm being humbled by about three quarterbacks this year. One probably not so much, but yeah, Josh Allen. I've, yeah, I liked him. I, I thought he was decent, but I thought he was the one holding back the Buffalo offense. But after watching this year, now he's actually got another weapon. You know, you look at it now. You got. I mean, I love John Brown anyway. Stefan Diggs has worked out straight away. Never believed that was going to happen. I thought it might by the end of the season. I thought it would take time, but it really hasn't. He's straight in there. And John Brown, I mean, the two together... They're just ridiculous, you know. We've got the deep threat. You've got they just do a bit of everything, and then obviously even Cole Beasley is still relevant. And because yeah. of those two, he's now another weapon. So, and yeah, now the pieces have come together. And Josh Allen, I've got to take it back. I think he's he's up there, and maybe it will change. I don't know. And maybe against slightly better defenses, it might change. But I mean, the Bills' defense, I'm really high on anyway. I'd put them up there with some of the best, or certainly pretty close. And now their offense is doing this. Why not? Why Why should we not be saying the Bills for the Super Bowl? You I mean, know, they, yeah. They're favourites for their division, really. I mean, yeah. the Patriots might ruin it, but I still believe in the Bills right now. And especially now, I was not I was high on them anyway, but now I'm seeing this, Josh Allen and the Bills, I'm all over it. So, yeah, I completely agree. I was sort of against them winning it because I think they're a defence-heavy team. And I, I, over the last three years, I make their defence level with Baltimore in terms of the best in the league. I think they're great. But they were losing games because they were putting up nine points a game, 12 points a game. and You can't do that because your defence is on the pitch too much. Um, but they're putting up points down. They're putting up yardage, which is what they haven't done. It's just, Diggs hit, got 150 yards almost. I don't remember a Bills receiver getting that for a long time. Maybe Watkins in his first year, but even then I'm, I'm guessing. Uh, so, yeah, I think 
I'd be very excited and confident if I was a Bills fan. But you're still, when it gets to that playoff situation, you're one stupid play away from being out of it. And that's where I think they're going to slip up. I think his eccentricness might be their downfall. When it comes to the big moments, maybe, yeah, definitely. Another stat that I heard today, um, he's the first, I think Bills, actually, did, I think it's the first Bills quarterback to go back-to-back 300 passing yards since 2002, Drew Bledsoe. That's Which what I mean. is absolutely bonkers, isn't it? <laughs> it's crazy. If that offence can click, then they should be up there with the favourites because the defence has been insane for a long time. So, uh, yeah. Let's see. But, mm-hmm. Do you remember the the Texans game, playoff game last year? Yeah, that's, that's exactly the problem. Uh, and it's not, and it doesn't, it hasn't changed because he's done it in week one and two. He's done that sort of play. So we'll see. We'll see. They are. They're going to be in two weeks' time when the Giants are still winless. They're going to be my team to to sort of cheer on. So I bet it's not slag him off too much. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I think that's everything for our uh, catch-up on week two, unless anyone has anything else. No, just good. quickly, nothing nothing major, but just to some of the rookies. Claypool for Steelers. I mean, he's looking every part already, and I didn't think he'd be that great this year. I thought it'd take time, but he's looking awesome. CD Lamb, yeah, I mean, he was against the Falcons, but he's you know he's looking impressive. Mm-hmm. And Robinson for the Jags. I mean, I'm happy to have Fournette, don't get me wrong, but I can see why they got rid of him now. Mm. They've upgraded massively on a young undrafted. Was he undrafted, wasn't he? I think so. I'm not sure. Yeah, I believe so. He looks every part of the future there. So, And obviously, Jonathan Tay, you touched on. I mean, it was just a solid performance. But the rookies are really stepping up. And I really didn't see that happening. Not this early. No, you're absolutely right. They, there was always that. There's always that talk about be wary because it's a COVID off-season. They haven't had the time. But talent talent, talent, talent at the end of the day. Is. That's right, and Jefferson's next. Or <laughs> well, Van Jefferson, Van Jefferson, yeah. He might even, you know, he might get to be involved next week. Who knows? He might be the quarterback, might he? <laughs> <laughs> that's enough. No, that's all good. Um, good to talk, gents, and we'll be back um, in a couple of days with our week three predictions. Sweet. See you then. Gosh, we've got some work to do, so get your homework done. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do. Speak to you guys. See you later. Ciao.